guys, welcome back to another episode of Perspectives. If you're new here, welcome. As always, my heart is to open conversations about things that aren't talked about. I'm not here to change your mind or to tell you what to believe or how to think, but to look at other people's perspectives and encourage you to seek the Lord, to ask Him to search your heart, and yeah, to just gain your opinion and know why you believe what you believe, but also to open conversations. Well, thank you for being on the podcast this month. This is Haley. She, we've been friends for, I think we said five years. We just recently talked about this. 2017, however long ago that was. That's crazy. It feels like it's been way longer than that. But we did two like missionary training schools together. And yeah, we're just really close friends. And she is going to be today talking about sharing her story and talking about masturbation and her struggle with pornography. So let's just get started. How old were you whenever you first got introduced to pornography? Because that started Um, before masturbation, right? Yes, it sparked the curiosity. Yeah. So um, I want to say I remember having dreams when I was way younger but still the innocence was there, like didn't understand. Like sexual dreams. Yeah, I want to say I came across pornography when I was 11. Wow. Was it through like the internet? It was actually through um, a book that, I don't want to call my mom out, but (laughs) it wasn't her fault. She didn't mean to she probably forgot it was there but she had this hope chest and she's very sentimental and saves everything Mm. and she had this book that maybe was given to her I don't know maybe it was a gift whenever her and my dad got married but it was like sex positions and stuff like that and like it was drawing they were very realistic and my mind was like what the heck is this um, but of course, you're still curious because you're just like, this is new, but this has got to be something. I'm confused. So yeah, that was kind of like the open door to it. Not someone sharing a healthy view of it. Not someone, you know, like telling me about sex, but just like stumbling across it in a book. Yeah. So, so from there, how did it like progress? Just continued to like look for it or yeah so shortly after that maybe a year later um we got little ipods like that was like just whenever (laughs) i feel old saying that but it's like just (laughs) phones and stuff were coming out and they had the little ipods or whatever um we got one that me and my brother could share and my parents had just plugged in the wi-fi and I feel so old saying this, like, but um, we had just got Wi-Fi for the first time. So we were, you know, connected to the internet in ways we'd never been before. (laughs) And um, so 
I don't really remember. I think I sought it out. I think there was memories from the book. And so it's like you have this iPod and Wi-Fi and you're literally connected to figure out anything that you Mm -hmm. wanted to. Mm -hmm. I think there's still that curiosity of like, what was that? You know, is that really a thing? You know, do other people know about this? Let me see. And like typed in probably like sex or whatever or something like that. And then, you know, from then on porn popped up and that was how I was introduced to it. And I guess I want to say hooked to it. It it was an addiction for a long time. So probably hooked to it. Um, But yeah, that was the beginning of that. Gotcha. And then with that, you also explored yourself and like, that's when masturbation started. Yeah. How old were you when masturbation, masturbation started? Let's say 12, probably around the time that my period came along and stuff like that. So everything just kind of hit me like it was like this domino effect. Mm -hmm. And, you know, nothing was ever explained to me. Um, Sex was never talked about to me. Periods were never talked about. My mom was just kind of like, hey, one day you'll start bleeding. Don't freak out. Well, yeah, that's great. Yep. But um, in her defense, she did not have a healthy upbringing. So no one knew how to communicate it to her. So geez, she just kind of didn't know how to communicate it to me either. So I understand that now. But um, but yeah, I want to say that the masturbation came probably whenever my period happened. And then it's just kind of like, whoa, there's a lot happening down there. <laughs> What's going on? Um, and then just explored and connected masturbation with pornography. And it was a thing that went together for a while so and you you like grew up in church you had a relationship with the Lord through all this time right oh yeah I've been in church my whole life I got you know saved at like eight or nine a young age um very much new like new in my spirit that it wasn't okay Mm -hmm. you know there there's that the Holy Spirit was still there, even in my youth and in that young, you know, young mindset, it was like, I knew, like, you feel something's off about it. Yeah. But then weird because, you know, you're told in church that this is a good thing, but it's like, but this feels weird. You're told in church, like, what's a good thing? Well, I guess like sex and marriage, but then you're like exploring this and you just like, I don't know how, how do you like navigate this and what, what does it look like outside of marriage then if we have all these feelings and stuff, you know, it can be very confusing because we're not told what to do with those feelings outside mm-hmm. of marriage and stuff. So, yeah. Um, In that time, cause you're married now, but before you were married, um, did you ever seek out somebody to process with, or was it something that you kept to yourself and kind um, of tried I- to figure it out yourself? Right. It was something that was never talked about. So it was scary. It's like no one, um, no one talked about it, you know, so there, I just didn't feel like there was any place for me to go. Mm. It's like, you know, the more I got into it, the older it got, the more I realized this is, this is sin. This is wrong. Like I Mm. feel dirty, feel nasty. I feel guilty. So, but what do you do with it? I don't have an outlet. There's no place for me to go to, you know, um, to get help. 
So I just carry around this guilt and shame, not knowing what to do with it. Just like, yeah. (laughs) Do you feel like before you got married, did you find freedom in it? Or was it something that you feel like you found freedom or are finding freedom after marriage? Definitely after marriage. Um, And the reason, like I, I sought freedom so hard, like every time it would happen um, and I failed, there was like this feeling of failure of like, I just can't get my life together. Here I am, you know, doing devotions with people going to church on Sunday, living this Christian life, but here's my secret sin and I do it and I'm a failure and I feel like it's written across my head, but it's like, I I don't know. I couldn't get rid of it. Like Mm -hmm. I went to, I would cry, I would repent and I'm like, okay, it's going to be good. I'm never going to do it again. Mm -hmm. Countdown one day without two days, like a week. And then boom, you hit it again. And the whole cycle just repeats itself. But um, at the time I was the only one affected by it. So it's like, no one else was affected by my sin. So I guess there was no real driving point to really surrender it. And like, there was no effects except for my shame and guilt that I walked around with that. I guess I was, didn't know it, but I was okay with it because I wasn't fighting it hard enough or giving it to God. I don't know, really releasing it, surrendering it. Yeah. Um, but whenever I got married and had my daughter, you start to realize that it, it affects other people. Mm-hmm. I'm now seeing it affect my marriage. And I'm, you know, watching, looking at my little baby, realizing that this could be something that she struggles with. And mm-hmm. I don't want to struggle with it still and telling my daughter that might struggle with it. Oh, like, it's just, you're never going to get rid of it. Like, it's just yeah. there. You know, I wanted to see freedom and I just continued to bring it to God. So um, I would say it definitely the Lord freed me from this during, you know, marriage and walking through my pregnancy with Selah. Do you think um, in your singleness that if you would have had more accountability, that that would have helped you walk out like that more like in freedom previously? I think absolutely. Yeah. I think if there was a safe place for me, And that if someone was open and didn't like make me feel that it was this yucky, disgusting thing that I just shouldn't do and just be like, hey, we sin. I get it. Look, you're going to mess up. It's okay. Let's talk about it. You know, um, let's meet up once a week. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about it. Tell me if you fail. Tell me if you looked at something. No judgment. Like uh, I'm I'm here to love on you and walk Mm -hmm. through walk through this with you mm-hmm. um I think it would have made a huge difference in me being able to you know get it before the Lord and really surrender it to him and watch him you know um claim that part of my life and really give it to him or whatever um but there just there wasn't that and maybe that was on me for not stepping out and you know not caring what people thought and just mm-hmm. finding the help needed so that could have been definitely my fault Um, But I think it also plays a role in the church and not, you know, reaching out halfway to me um, and giving me, or just friends in general, I don't know, you know, stepping out. I mean, we've never really until recently talked about it openly. And it's like, 
I don't know. Like, why don't we talk about it? I guess because it is something that's like hidden, but I feel like closer to you because like you've been open with me in like that Mm -hmm. vulnerable place. So at like, I don't, are you discipling somebody right now? And do you feel like you would now bring that up in a conversation and be like, Hey, like, I totally want to be open and like, be here for you. Do you struggle with this masturbation pornography? Like, do you struggle with any of that? Have you struggled with it? Um, I am not discipling anything, anybody right now, anything, anyone (laughs) right now. Um, it's definitely something that I'm now super confident in and just like, I want to see this thing like destroyed in people's Mm. lives. Like, even whenever you asked me about the podcast at first, I was like, Ooh, that's a touchy topic. And it really wasn't that long ago. So then it's like, it's easier to talk about something that's not fresh. Absolutely. No, this was a year ago and your podcast was the same thing. You were like, well, this is hard because it's not like 10 years ago. This is like pretty soon. So same for me walking through it. You know, it's not like, oh, I'm good. Like I, I'm perfectly fine and healed and whatever. Like there is still that wrestle and struggle with Mm -hmm. your struggles. (laughs) Sure. I think it's so easy to stand up and be like, I am completely freed. Hear me. Here's my testimony. This was a decade ago, but when it's something still fresh and you're still wrestling with God on it and still having to very much depend on him in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it can be very scary still to put it out there. Um, but yeah, whenever you asked me about the podcast, my first reaction was, uh, what about what people think? And then I was like, no, like that's, I don't even need to care about that because first of all, this can further the kingdom. Mm-hmm. There's someone else that needs to hear that God can free you from that thing that you feel is impossible to be freed from because that's how it felt for me. And even though I'm still, you know, I'm freed from it, but it's still something that I'm walking with God with. Um, I, this, this is still something that someone needs to hear and mm-hmm. I need to get myself and be that person for someone that I didn't have for me, you know, yeah. that makes sense. Um, putting my testimony out there and just being like, yeah. I'm open. I am willing to get, you know, to, you know, meet with you one-on-one and to hear you. And there's no judgment because God's, God's got this and mm-hmm. it, you continue to walk with him in it and give it to him. Like you're going to see freedom in it. Um, so good but yeah I think this podcast is the first kind of step out there I've discussed it in in my comfortable circles like my my close-knit friends mm-hmm. and I think that's always where it should start you don't need to like get on a megaphone and just blast I think it's it's good to start talking about um what God's done in your life especially something that's fresh in a small circle but then you know whenever God tells you to take that step of faith and share it to more than to be faithful with that because you don't know who's listening and who it can minister to and um impact so true I'm glad that you said yes and that you're sharing it but also the fact that like I feel like from my perspective a lot of people that do talk about pornography, I don't really hear anything about masturbation. 
in the church yeah. or I hear it from the world, maybe like that side of it, but in the church realm and with Christians, it's not like, I don't, I don't hear it talked about ever. Um, pornography. I hear talked about for a guy's perspective. I don't ever hear it from like a girl's perspective and struggling with it. And it kind of sucks because it is a both-sided thing. Like it's not just a guy's struggle, but it is a girl's struggle too. So if a girl's listening to this, I'm hoping that they feel like they're not alone and that, yeah, that they're not wrestling with it alone. How would you say your relationship with your mom now? Do you feel like you can talk to her more about things or is it still like a taboo thing? Don't talk about it. Um, it's pretty open now. It's very different. I've had to, I've had raw conversations with her and like, um, talk to her about, you know, how some of these things have hurt me, um, and stuff like that. And it's opened up a place for forgiveness and for my mom to realize, you know, the places that were hurt. And, um, so we walked through that and we talked about it and, now it's something that I can go to her and talk to her about. And um, it's a very comfortable and safe place now. Um, our relationship is amazing now. Praise so. God. So after you got married, well, this one question, before you got married and you were struggling with it, did you think that when, once you got married, that it would be something that, oh, I'm not going to struggle with this anymore. Like this is totally, I'm freed from this because now I can have sex with my husband. 100 percent you nailed it yeah that was really my mindset just you know uh whenever I uh hold on before I got engaged um you know I'm wrestling with it I'm giving it to the Lord and whenever I got engaged I was like it's okay I just gotta make it to my wedding day don't do anything anything until my wedding day and then whenever I have it's gonna be gone yeah god um I definitely thought that desire and that would be like fulfilled and that it wouldn't be a struggle anymore, which is crazy because it, um, I would say it kind of got worse for a season. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. That's false for anyone else who's listening. Deal with it now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm also rewinding a little bit too. You did mention that whenever you did start with pornography and stuff that um it affected you and the way you saw men can you talk a little bit more about that yeah um it definitely corrupted my my mind yeah um of course opening up to pornography just corrupts you in general but um I struggled for a while it wasn't throughout my whole like season of struggling with pornography and masturbation it was kind of for a short uh, period that I would, you know, watch. And then whenever I go out in public, there was just these like images, like you'd be talking to a man and it was just super uncomfortable because I just think about what I just saw. Mm. And then here's a man before me. And it's like, Oh, this is really uncomfortable because Mm. I don't think this, this is not okay at all because it was it was starting to affect me outside of that private place yeah um it's it stepped out of the privacy of of that room and into my public uh my public world with people and stuff so uncomfortable 
it's so uncomfortable. So I was like, no, we're not doing this. Yeah. Um, I don't know why that was just a seasonal thing. Maybe I, I know I went to the Lord with it. I went to the Lord with all of this, everything that I struggled with the whole time. I would just continuously hmm. bring it to God. Uh, I even wrote down in my journal for years uh, in the Bible, Paul talks about like a thorn in his side or whatever. I don't know what he was referencing to, but my mind was like, that's my thorn in my side. Like, yeah, masturbation is mine. So like, that's how intense it was. Um, so I always try, like gave it to God or whatever. Um, but for whatever reason that went away, I guess. Do you feel maybe- like you got numb to it at one point where it was just like, it became like normal or did you so, just like completely didn't like outside world didn't see guys? Right. Surprisingly, I guess, I think what you're talking about, like is numb to pornography and masturbation. Like I just do it and then I continue on with my life and I'm just numb to the feelings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, no. And I don't know if it's because of my relationship with God, because I still Mm -hmm. had a very close relationship with the Lord. Like, and I think that, you know, you can still have a good relationship with God and you still have sin. So my relationship with God was still very strong and that conviction was very strong. And I think Mm -hmm. that's why it was miserable for me too, because there was like this wrestling, just this constant wrestling with it. and I, I, I think it was because my heart was like, I don't want this. Mm-hmm. I genuinely don't want this. And I think my heart was, God, I don't ever want to become numb to it. Even if I've never prayed that prayer, I think that was absolutely my heart was, mm-hmm. I never want to settle in this. I want to be free from it throughout that whole decade of wrestling with it. Um, so I never got numb to it. There was always this conviction, but also heavily mixed in with condemnation and guilt and shame and just feeling worthless and filthy so so at what point did you like tell your now husband um that you you struggled with that super early on (laughs) before marriage before marriage because I think I wanted safe place I was Mm. desperate for that safe place and for someone to hear me and see me and help me with it um and Lee was the first person that I felt wouldn't judge me and I knew he would stand by me no matter Mm. what um even if he didn't know how to help me I just needed him to know this is my struggle and I need you praying with me and I've been wrestling with this for a long time so I told him maybe a a month into our engagement or dating not a month into dating probably a few months into dating or whatever I probably sat down with him and was like hey you know just want to be transparent with you and that you know in this struggle of mine because it's a heavy part of my life um and shared that with him and he's been a rock through it he's been amazing did he ever struggle with masturbation so he did but it wasn't to my degree, of course, his was kind of like the, um, high school boy that just did it, Mm -hmm. but he never was, it was never an addiction for him. Mm -hmm. Um, it was something that he just like did for a season and was like, screw it. I don't like this. I don't even know why I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, 
And okay. so he never had a tie to it and an addiction for it, which was great because then, okay, you can really actually help me because yeah. this isn't struggle too. And we're not going to like stumble together with this. I can share and be super transparent and vulnerable with you. And you're the strong one um, in the relationship. So. Dang. so you don't feel like he treated you differently or acted any different like when you had opened up to him like him about it no like not at all that's awesome super open to it open to it and just like even when I first shared it it was just like it was like I told him I squished a bug or something he was like okay (laughs) like yeah that's a weird way to put it but he was just like not phased by it at all he was like I love you Mm -hmm. um and through this and what a guy good job (laughs) oh gosh so what what were things that he did as like y'all were I mean obviously he was a safe space um even like the fact that you felt like you can be vulnerable with him so early just tells a lot by how much like you trusted him and stuff but what were things that he did to help you walk in freedom um were there any things that he did before marriage, after marriage, um, because I think that's helpful for somebody like, like if I marry someone that struggles with it so hard, like I want to know how I can support and love that person well, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, like during our engagement, we had, you know, the struggles because the feelings are so strong and we were like, you know, we're saving ourselves for marriage. Um, so of course there was like struggles there and we had to put boundaries up, but I feel like that was such a blur because it was just like your wedding planning and everything. Um, the real struggle was whenever we got married and you know, you're done with the, the, um, the wedding stuff, you're no longer engaged. And then you get back into the normal, like you get married and you get back to the normal, you know, I get hit with, uh, all this temptation and stuff. And that's when I was like, Oh, it wasn't going to go away after I had sex. Like it's still here. So we actually set up kind of a little, a thing together. Like whenever we would be intimate together. And if I would struggle in my mind, I would say, Hey, we need to stop. Um, I'm struggling. And I would just be super open and transparent with him. Like my mind is in Mm. the gutter. Like I am thinking not, I'm not thinking of you. Mm. And that was very very hard to tell him it was harder to tell him that than to tell him when we were dating that I struggled with this thing it was very hard to look at him and say I love you but for some reason I'm not thinking of you during this time and I I was very concerned I was shook because I didn't know that this was going to continue into my marriage Mm -hmm. and that this was going to affect me and him in the way that it did and this is me being super transparent and this is a little hard but it's real it's real life and other people struggle with it it too and it's hard to talk about but it's real so yeah I would just be like hey I'm struggling I hate to tell I would even tell him I hate to tell you this but my mind is not on you and so he would he would you could tell that he was kind of hurt but he was like Mm -hmm she's not trying to hurt me. Mm. This isn't something that she wants. So let me help her. Like he would just be like, okay, let's pray. So we would stop and we would pray. 
Um, another tool that really helped was honestly putting on worship music. So we just take a moment before and just be like, let's get in the space of like, this is about me and you. Um, and throughout, you know, my past sins and the things that the enemy's trying to put into my mind and these habits, they were just habits that yeah. a decade of looking at things and stuff, you know, they weren't just going to go away overnight. It's like, true. It's like literally a rewiring of your brain of like, right. this isn't true. Like the way you were created to think or like be so rewiring it to be the way God created to be man and wife together you know dang and that's fine um so this is a decade of a struggle something that I looked at I get married my little mind is just like it's gone and it's not you know um the struggle isn't now looking at pornography now the struggle is thinking about it because Mm. even looking at it it's something that I did for a decade and now I'm, the battle went from the screen, just not looking at a screen to now it's in my head Yeah. and really hard. Like it was just the battles now in my head. It all, it was always in my head, but it just became more real to me that this is a real struggle in me Yeah. Um, that I've really got to wrestle with, with the Lord. Um, so yeah, we just, we set up a time before of just like prayer I just had to be super vulnerable with him and being like, Hey, I'm struggling. Just stop and just bring the Lord into it. You know, kick this out, bring God in. Mm. Um, and we had to do that for, um, a couple of months and then it would get better. And then every now and then I'd be like, Hey, I'm struggling again. So we just go back to it. Um, and that was just our way of combating against this and him helping me and, um, you know, making it about us and not that sin and just trying to kick that out. Mm. Dang. It's crazy though, because even as you said, when you were younger, how it was just affecting you, but the reality is it doesn't just affect you. Like, even though you felt like that in the moment, like in the long run, it affects like we, I talked about this in my last episode or Chad talked about this and saying how like it affects your future spouse. It affects your marriage. It affects like future generations to come. And I love that you thought about um, your daughter, Sayla, and just thinking about her and like not wanting her to like struggle with that, like generational things, you know? Um, Yeah, it's crazy. So with I know we've like related to this before. Like we didn't really have a sex talk when we were younger. Like I, yeah, that was not something I really talked about with my mom or anything. It was like maybe one moment where I asked her a question and I was just like, I'm not going to do that again. (laughs) Yeah, never mind. So you just kind of figure things out and just put things together. Or at least I did just figured it out. I didn't necessarily watch porn. But yeah, I just figured things out and Google things and you're like, oh, what does that mean? And yeah, which is terrible. It's terrible. Don't recommend. But as a mom now, how would you walk that out with your children and your child and future children? Hmm. Well, very different. (laughs) Hmm. I don't look it out very different. Um, Like I said, no judgment on my mom and dad, you know, they did you know, they thought it was best. I don't know. Um, 
but I've learned a lot from it because of the pain that I went through. Um, walking forward, I definitely will 100% have a sit down talk when I feel like my kids are mature enough. Um, I not, I don't think it's age has to do with it. Yes. But I think whenever your children are mature enough to receive <clears throat> that topic, um, I think but I also would... it's difficult because even if they're not mature enough, sometimes outside sources can come in yeah. and it's like, well, they weren't mature enough, but yeah, they're finding it. It's everywhere now. Like <laughs> Very true. Sadly, that's just the world that we're a part of um, mm-hmm. is just reaching for our kids and trying to instill that in them at a very young age, whenever they're they just, they just need to live their innocent life and it's just stripped from them. But I think at that point, it's just kind of like, I'm just going to have to be real and vulnerable mm-hmm. with you and give it to you. And then we're going to combat what the world's trying to put into you with what God says about it mm-hmm. and keep that relationship and that topic very open um, because you don't want it to be very open and in them getting it from the world. You want it to be very open in the home. And that was mm-hmm. what I didn't have it was very closed door, like very closed door. (laughs) So like I told you, I like would be out of pads and just be like terrified to ask for more. That's so sad. (laughs) Like trembling. I need more of these things. I don't even want to say what they are. That's just disgusting. It wasn't. It was a part of life and it was not a bad thing, but teaching your children and my children that these things are beautiful things. Mm. Sex is, it, God created it. Like, let's, let's look it up right here. This is what it's for. It's for, you know, a husband and a wife, um, for intimacy with them and to continue um, godly families and generations. Um, so giving them that, you know, this is what God says about it and the healthy and beautiful view of it because Mm. the world just tainted it into this disgusting thing and it it breaks my heart um and then just keeping the conversation super open Mm. do you have any questions like I'm here to answer them um you know if you don't feel comfortable ask comfortable asking me write it on a note I don't know like let's just keep it open because I want to be a safe place for my daughter and for my kids so that if any of my children I hope not but the world that we live in you know mm. sin is a thing they will have struggles and I've come to accept that <clears throat> um it's how we combat it and deal with it that you know matters um that if my kids come to me and I want them to feel and know that mom and dad are a safe place to say, Hey, I'm struggling with porn or I'm struggling with thoughts of this or with masturbation. Can you help me? Um, so yeah, I just want to be a safe place for my kids and for anyone actually. Yeah. I, I did like, you mentioned that you had a friend that was super open with her family and just, it wasn't like something weird to talk about. And I think that's really cool because it's like, if you don't make it weird, then it's not weird. Like it is something sacred and not something to like joke about and, you know, whatever, like talk nasty about, but it is something, if you're open about it, then like she was totally mm-hmm. fine talking about it and stuff. I, that was like encouraging for me. Cause I was just like, huh, okay, cool. Like 
it's okay to talk about these things and not feel like uncomfortable or weird and like, oh, this is weird. Like sometimes it is going to feel weird, but you push through and then it's just like, whatever. Like, okay. Is there anything else that you would like to say in the podcast or this episode? I feel like I've listened to some of your podcasts and I feel like everyone's advice was like, reach out, find someone. It's literally Um, all the, like, I feel like most sin I would I want to say all but I feel like there may be I don't know I feel like it's all that like the enemy wants to hide things and so once you speak it out and like you bring it to the light you go to somebody with it it's just it makes things better all the advice seems the same yeah you guys like wait a second everyone has their crap everyone has their stuff like we're hiding it but really everyone's in this together like we're all striving to you know give all of these things to God and just to you know welcome him in to Mm -hmm. transform us and free us from these things so everyone's got their baggage and their stuff it shouldn't be a shocker when someone goes to someone in the church or not and Mm -hmm. says hey I deal with da 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 we shouldn't be shocked Mm -hmm. like that's so true heaven like we're not there yet so be shocked you know we live in a fallen world we live with you know the devil's here he's a real thing he's out to literally crush us and destroy us um so I just for other people that are on the receiving end of someone um going to them and being vulnerable and transparent please don't be shocked Mm. like just welcome them and say okay you're taking the first steps let's do this this is not against flesh and blood this Mm. is against um spiritual forces I literally just read that um so if someone's coming out to you for help then help them please I feel like the church has just really got to get on board with that really got to work on that one yeah. But um being the person that's struggling with it, um, I think there's truth in what everyone else said in the past podcast is finding someone. And sometimes for me, I, I did go to a few people and I didn't get the help. Mm. So I think the right person will be able to help you. And I think that's whenever you need to take some time to be like, okay, God, who, like, Mm. who do I need to go to? Like, cause sometimes grasping for something, you know, you put it out there and then you can be left in an awkward situation where you're just like, okay, well I stepped out and that didn't work. You know, it happened to me. That's Um, hard. That's hard when you step out, that's hard enough to step out. And then when you step out and it's like, well, that went nowhere. That's not, nothing came of that. So yep. do I have to I'll do just, it again? Just take my sin back with me and walk away with it and Dang. figure out what to do for myself, I guess. But um, but yeah, I think taking a moment to think about, you know, who's someone that's actually close in my life, who's someone that has shared or expressed that they really care for me mm-hmm. and are here for me, because um not everyone's there for you in the long run. And that's not, I'm not saying that in a mean way, Mm -hmm. but you know, people have different purposes in your lives. And I think looking 
around your circle of people and saying, who are the ones that are close to me that I can go to them and they will hear me and help me this. Um, so just taking the time with the Lord and just being like, give me the strength to do, to do this and give me the person to go to because it can feel scary. This podcast was scary, (laughs) but I'm (laughs) you're awesome. So, and I'm actually enjoying this a lot. I love that I'm getting to literally just crush the devil and just be like, I'm free and now other people can be free. So just step out there and do it. You can ask the Lord for the strength and it's going to be scary, but you're going to get the words out and you're going to share that deep, dark thing that was scary to say. And it's going to be nothing. Mm. It's going to feel like nothing, you know? Yeah. Lighter. Yeah. Yeah. And those are your steps towards watching God, um, free you and change your life and give you victory. That's so good. Dang. Jeez. Thank you so much for being vulnerable, sharing and like, yeah, being on this episode, I so appreciate it and just honor you in stepping out and sharing this. Cause like you said, it's your first time. And I just pray that you find a deeper freedom in this from sharing it, you know? Thank you so much for listening to this episode. As I mentioned in this episode, I would love for you to seek the Lord and hear his voice for your life. So if you're questioning, like, how do I do that? I do have resources on my YouTube channel on how to hear God's voice and sharing that. So that'll be in the link down below. You can check that out. Other than that, I would love for your feedback. Feel free to reach me, reach out to me. I have my number linked down below and then you can follow me on Instagram as well. So thanks for listening. Bye.